Where in the world is Ellen? Hey guys, I am currently in Moshi, Tanzania. Just got done climbing Kilimanjaro. This is part two, as part one was about my anxiety, preparation, where I found the company, all that stuff. This podcast is about the climb itself. So everything I experienced, saw, felt, and heard, actually. All the music throughout this podcast is straight from my iPod that I used throughout the climb. Any recommendations? Yeah, do it. Climb up there. This is the Kilimanjaro song. You sing this at least once a day while climbing. Here's what it means. Jambo. Hello. Jambo buona. Hello there. Abarigani. How are you? Zuri sana. Very good. Wageni. Yes. You're welcome. Kilimanjaro. To Kilimanjaro. Hakuna matata. Hakuna matata. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's start from the beginning. We started the trek by waking up and meeting at the office, assembling into a van, eating box lunch, and standing in line with 162 other clients who also decided to climb that day. 162 clients, plus the lot of porter. The path must be really traffic on the way up. That was Davis, our guide. He told us that normally the Machame route only has max 100 people, plus porters, plus cook, plus guides. It was probably because of the full moon. So anyway, after checking in, we set off around noon on our first day of hiking through the amazing rainforest. We were too busy chatting with people in our group to pay attention to the blue monkeys that inhabit this side of the mountain. After the success of the day, we signed in. I did my seven minutes of burpees, I did 72. And we were greeted by dinner. Fried potatoes. Mm, Fish. Labia. Labia. Vegetable type stew. Delicious food on the table. Yeah. And great company. Oh. That was Bonnie, Shannon, Mattia, and Addie, my climbing mates. You'll be hearing from them more throughout this podcast. We actually got along so well that Davis gave us the title of Dream Team. This group we call a dream team. Right? A dream team. We also discussed acute mountain sickness, AMS symptoms. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you may feel like a different, maybe like a slight headache, and sometimes you can sleep in a long sleep. Maybe you can sleep like a 50-50, or sometimes you can sleep maybe uh, maybe two or three hours. So, but worry not about that situation. The other thing is that digestion sometimes will be difficult to work in normal. You may feel yeah, like climbing, uh-huh. stomach, or whatever. So worry not about that. Is a according we are in this high elevation. So just drink more water. Just drinking more water. And we were also told about the following day's plan. So about tomorrow, we will knock your tent around 6.30. Your waiter just come to knock your tent, hello, with hot water or tea, coffee, whatever, on your tent. Yes? Nice, good. Exactly, which we call that is morning call. (laughs) Then at 7 o'clock, we'll have a water for wash, wash. The warm washy, washy. Yeah, what? Uh, for washing, which it will be warm water. <clears throat> After finishing that. that night, we all slept pretty soundly at 3,850 meters above sea level. 
Uh, we were woken up with tea, coffee, just as promised. And this is where the AMS started affecting me. If I drank any stimulant, my heart rate went from its normal 50 beats per minute to 120. I had difficulty breathing. I was shaky. I was nauseous. So sadly, I couldn't drink coffee anymore during the trip. Breakfast was millet. Some big fan of millet porridge and peanut butter and chocolate mix. That day's hike was, well, pretty rough. It was a lot of boulders, rocks, stuck in mud, and that made the day before on our lovely packed dirt path seem like a dream. But the worst thing, sake, mate, the worst thing, seeing them f***ing rocks, boulders, and 90 degrees up in the air, and you got to climb that mother Oh, my God. There was also a lot of traffic jams because there was 162 of us, plus porters, plus cook, plus guides. So that night, I started this thing where I asked everybody the best and the worst part of the day. All right, so the best thing today was, uh, you know, seeing the tents when you come into home base. Other positive is arriving at camp with all these smiling faces. The day was quite fragrant, beautiful. Fragrant. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the worst of the day, I have to say, was the lies portrayed to us by our wonderful guide who kept on trying to motivate us. Well, quite indignant, I have to say. The worst part of the day is having to use a restroom where people are using the restroom in many places every day. <laughs> in the same Why place. Why did you elaborate on what the restroom is? Because <laughs> there's no rest there, mate. <laughs> uh, open space kind of covered by a rock. Uh, so Let, let's call it what it is, mate. A hole in the f ground. <laughs> it's not even a hole in the ground. It's just it's like... The and a pole to grab onto. <laughs> yeah. On day three, we climbed up to 4,650 meters, only to come back down slightly to sleep. This climb was hard and rough. Worst part was the big old rocks that I almost tripped over three times. (laughs) The air was crisp and cold, and when we finally got to Lava Tower, as it's called, it was foggy. We saw some tents there, but then we're quickly disappointed when we realized that that was not our tents, and we had several more hours of hiking to go. The worst for me was the um, the ice cold weather that we experienced and the lack of oxygen we had. I was I was struggling, short breaths, and then I got this bloody headache, and then I had a moment of of happiness when I had snowballs thrown at me <laughs> but that didn't last long <laughs> and it was back to just misery with the fog everywhere and you're just staring at the floor one step at a time and then another part was seeing that camp and not and realizing it wasn't ours that was hard i wore my vibram five finger shoes throughout the whole track despite davis's warnings Something, something cold, something, something frostbite. I ask you about your finger shoes or the boots. We <laughs> talk this evening about. So, but tomorrow it will be a really cold when we get there. Make sure that tomorrow you just apply your boot. Thank you. I argued that me in boots isn't really a great idea either because I couldn't remember the last time I wore real shoes and begged to keep using my five finger shoes. I'm glad I did. I ended up getting my totem animal that day. So Davis is 
claimed my totem animal as mountain goat. <laughs> that night again, we did the best and worst part of the day, but we realized that everyone was starting to suffer from AMS pretty badly. The first symptoms were irritability. Worst part, it's like a feeling of restlessness. Every everything annoys you. Yeah, when you go up. Oh, when you went up, uh, your yeah. patience yeah. runs thin. Patience yeah, your patience is really thin. Were really thin. And I don't know why. Irritability. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're not oh. usually a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> we had a description of the next day's plan. <coughs> okay, go ahead. Okay, mountain goat, Adi, Shannon, Adi Matia, will knock your tent around 6.30 the usual time as it, from the day one. And then after finish a breakfast, we'll start our rock and roll. Tomorrow from here, Direct, we're gonna start in our Barranco Wall. Alright? Every night we talked about expected weather, temperatures, what we should be packing, what we should bring, all kinds of stuff like that, which was all really helpful and appreciated. Guys, don't forget to pack your rain stuff as well. Yes. Right, especially sun cream, sun hat, sunglass, which is very important to be with you. Davis, our guide, also checked our blood oxygen level with this finger oxygen meter doodad thing. I'm pretty sure it was just a toy from a local shop, but it made us feel heaps better as our bodies were struggling to adjust to the altitude. So, but today I'm very happy because uh, Martin Geld and Matea, she share the tent so she can be very warm rather than Yay! last night. Yay! <laughs> Enjoy that, guys. Because this is your long sleep. Thanks to sleeping pills, our sleep was gloriously undisturbed until we had to wake up at 6 a.m. to climb Barafu Wall. Worst Baraka Wall. <laughs> Can you describe the wall? Oh, it was torturous. I'm afraid of heights, so it didn't work very well for me. It was I mean, very painful. Uh, it was steep. Obviously, looking from below was not helping much, <laughs> and um, getting clogged with all the people uh, waiting to get up there didn't help any either, so it took longer than, bef than, than usual, so that's why. Now, this wall is a cliff face. Boulders and rocks sticking up everywhere that would normally be fun for a small group. But when you have 162 people, plus porters, plus cook, plus guides, this means a lot of traffic jams. Best of the day, deciding to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Worst of the day, deciding to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> I agree with that statement. Uh, and we haven't even finished. We yet. haven't even finished. <laughs> of course, because I'm a mountain goat, instead of waiting for the path to open, I just climbed up. Straight up. We climbed a sheer cliff lava wall, which I thought was the best part. That was the best part for me too. Once at the top at 4,200 meters, I did seven minutes of burpees, which I did 60, which is probably not the best idea. Besides being laughed at by a bunch of Yemenites, I started getting a migraine that just could not be controlled by ibuprofen or water. And that made the next five hours of hiking that much more unbearable. Hours of like desert landscape that never changed and was super rocky and, or sandy, I guess is the really proper term. We had to go super slow. I hated that. This was also day four, which meant that this day we only slept for three to four hours and got up at midnight to summit. 
tomorrow we would be at the top, or at least we hoped. Let me tell you something, yeah? Koda, my name is Davis. I am sure 100% that I'll be there, I will enjoy there, I will sing, I will dance, and then I come back, right, safely. Why don't you make that? So down goes the sleeping pill, along with Diamox for the altitude sickness and ibuprofen for the headaches. Mattia and I had a pep session right before we dozed off for the precious sleep we had right before having to wake up in four hours. Okay, Mattia, how do you feel? Uh, I feel nervous. I feel like it's gonna be an amazing moment. And um, I'm really happy I'm with the people I'm with. And I feel humbled by nature. And looking forward to being up and down <laughs> and back in the sleepy back soon. Yes. Oh, man. How about you? I am so looking forward to a milkshake <laughs> in a hot, hot shower. shower. Oh my god. Um, no, I am actually warm right now, which is amazing. You will be. Just wait. Just put on your pants and then get into your sleeping bag. And so we have how many? So it's 7.30 now. That's like 1 REM. That's good. Um, yeah. We're gonna take it slow. I'm gonna be drowsy, which is great. We have music, which is great. We have music. We have positive attitudes. We got to. Yeah, dude, we're gonna do this. We're gonna rock Once it. Once a bit of time, forward. Yep. Oh, okay. Over and out. Over and out. Then it was game time. We stumbled out of our warm sleeping bags. We put on our wet shoes and socks along with every single piece of clothing that we brought. We tried to eat anything, something. Our headlamp batteries kept failing and freezing up. And basically, we were walking zombies. But Davis's voice guided us to where we needed to go. I actually have no recordings from this time because getting my phone out, taking off my gloves and the plastic bags and the mittens and trying to not fumble with a device just seemed way too difficult and energy consuming. My iPod was jamming though. So my steps were basically shuffle, shuffle, pant, 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 breathe, shuffle, shuffle, pant, pant, pant. We slowly made our way up this mountain where everything just felt like a struggle. We passed some other tourists who were turning back due to altitude sickness. We passed slower people. We went pole pole, which means slowly, slowly. And the hours crawled by just like our bodies were crawling up this summit. A bright beaming ball of light was shining down on us. I kept getting annoyed at the asset who was using the spotlight to spy on me. Until I realized that A, it was the moon, and B, I'm suffering big time from AMS. At least that's what I'm going to blame it on. About every hundred meters or so, we took breaks, which doesn't seem like a lot, but desperately needed. We drank some non-frozen water, we caught our breaths, and then shuffle, shuffle, pant, pant, pant over and over again.
At 4.45, Davis says, okay guys, stop for some water. Get your cameras out and look behind you. And this is when we saw the sunrise. Now I've seen hundreds, if not thousands of sunrises in my life, but this was like nothing I've ever seen. We were above the clouds where the only thing you could actually see was this ocean of clouds that expanded in every direction all around us. And right there in the middle was this flaming ball of fire peeking out, just trying to give me the life force that I so desperately needed and wanted. It raised all of our spirits and after that, I kind of felt unstoppable. Like I was Zeus on Olympus or something. My headache and nausea subsided for about three minutes and this calm just washed over me. And we continued hiking. Shuffle, shuffle, pant, pant, pant. But I had this renewed life force. I also had this pounding headache and I was driving every four step. And finally I threw up and as soon as that happened, I leaped up to the rest of the mountain to do my seven minutes of burpees, which I did seven. Actually, our whole group made it up to the top. That's a huge accomplishment in and of itself. Then we made it all the way to Ururu Peak, which in Swahili means freedom. And this trek, while flat, is the last thing you want to do after summiting to Stella Point, but it's required to say that you actually climbed the whole thing. So, this is it. 19,341 feet above sea level, or 5895 meters. So after the obligatory pictures, writing our names on the sign, we started to head down. It was 8 a.m. now. The sun was pelting us with no clouds or life of any sort to shade us from the majestic rays. We slathed on sunscreen and tried to go down as quickly as possible as Addie started getting sick. Then I felt sick. Then other people started dropping like flies. And the only thing we could do was to get back down as quickly as possible so we could finally sleep and feel better. Which we did. In a warm tent. After drinking hot chocolate. The only unfortunate part was that it was snowing at camp. And we still had four hours of hiking to get further down the mountain. Ugh. So after getting woken up at 1 p.m., we packed everything and set off to the next camp, which we arrived way after 8 p.m. I don't even remember eating anything that day, not even soup. I don't remember drinking anything, except for maybe water. I don't remember feeling anything, except elation and exhaustion. And we slept, and slept, and slept. The next morning, we woke up at 8 a.m. to finish climbing down. Everyone's AMS symptoms had stopped, our feet and knees were really starting to protest, but the idea of showering, chocolate, beer, and cake kept us going. Any recommendations? Yeah, do it. Climb up there. Anything that you're glad that you brought or things that you wish you brought? More underwear. <laughs> um, it's an amazing experience. It's hot as f***. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty amazing when you think about you're walking up 
second volcano. I found some magma that I'm taking home with oh, me, which is apparently really rare. And uh, even like walking down that path at the end, uh, that's all created by you know lava flowing and stuff like that, and the amazing shapes that you see. It's definitely an experience, even if it almost killed me. <laughs> Yeah, definitely do it. It's a magical experience, especially being above the clouds in the middle of the night and seeing the entire world below you. And then seeing the entire world awake in front of you as the sun comes up. And then seeing your body push forward when you think it can't and get to the top. And um, knowing that there's so many positive people in your life that have helped you get to this point And you can do it! And you did it! The experience itself, I'm really glad that we did the visualization. Mm -hmm. And yeah, once the sun came up, that was so rejuvenating. And it was beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. And yeah, I'm really glad we did it on the full moon, too. Me too. That was really awesome. Yeah. I couldn't look um, up very much. <laughs> like, I kept getting dizzy every time I looked yeah. up. Yeah, anytime that my head moved, I got dizzy. Yeah. Um, it was definitely the hard, one of the hardest things I've done physically and mentally in my life. I was thinking about that a lot when I was going up. And yeah, I'm really glad that I did it. I'm glad it's done. <laughs> <laughs> and in three hours, four hours, we will be back. To oh, in a hot shower. <laughs> yes. I would like to thank Mattia Fleschner, Shannon Jacobs, Bonnie Louie, Addie Volner, our guide Davis, our cook, Dr. Delicious, and all the amazing porters who hauled my crap up that volcano. I'd also like to thank my friend Peter, who gave me most of the music that you heard. Speaking of which, the playlist that you did hear, which came off my iPod, includes Audio Machine, Dust Brothers, MB Dog, Diamond, Danya, Culture, and Cannibal. For more information, stories, whatever your heart desires, you can go to my website at ellenlurie.com, or you can email me at ln.lurie at yahoo.com. <laughs>